You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Father Roderick. And, of course, we want to let everybody know that this production is inspired by the hit television show, The Biggest Loser, aired in many countries around the world. The purpose of this podcast is to provide education, encouragement, and inspiration in the area of living a more balanced, healthy lifestyle, even if you've never watched a single episode of the TV show itself. Father Roderick, we have a lot to talk about today. I'm very excited, but before we go into the episode recap, can I just say something that that is truly awesome, and I've saved this until we just now hit the record button. I am now 50 pounds lighter than I was on May 1st this year. Wow. You crossed the 50 pound mark. Fantastic. I am so excited. So you just continue to shed the pounds every week. That's just so impressive. I've I've been used to, you know, dropping somewhere between two to four a week. And this past week was the first week when, you know, you you step on the scale, you lose one pound. But, you know, it, is, it was that one pound that I've been waiting for to get me over the mark. And so I'm actually at 50 pounds lighter than I was. And I feel great about that unbelievable and you can you can tell I, I was watching this video that you recorded on um, on gspn.tv you, you you had this new digital camera that you were testing out and and that was the first time that I saw high resolution video because you've got a usually when you do your shows on Thursday you've got your webcam on but that's kind of a uh, a big view of the studio and you're very small so you can't really tell but this one was a real good close up and I was like I can't believe how much Cliff has changed I mean your face was just unrecognizable almost and 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 that that is that must be very motivational to to actually start to see the changes physically in your face. It is very motivational, and and as you're aware, I used to do quite a bit of um, you know video blogging and and doing some random video episodes that I would release into our podcast feeds over at GSPN. And I'll, I will tell you that I was never the one of the reasons why I didn't release a lot of video content before is because I was somewhat self-conscious of my appearance. I mean, not that I didn't think people wouldn't accept me or anything like that, but I was just self-conscious and I've become a lot more confident about myself and how I feel. And I, I, I just feel like I, it, it's, it's not so much just my appearance, but I feel as though when people see me now that I look like somebody who's being more responsible with their, with, and being a better steward of this thing that this gift that God's given me, which is my body. Yeah. That, that, and that, that is, that is ultimately what it's all about. I mean, this is not just about, you know, physical beauty or, you know, look at me, I look so great, but it's, it's also what you project and the lifestyle that it shows. And, and, and you can tell, um, and, and I went through that same change where I could just see myself in pictures. And I was like, I, I, there's something different in my eyes. I mean, there's more, there's more joy, there's more energy. And, and that is perhaps even more apparent to, to people outside of you than, than just the physical changes. It's your whole attitude that, that becomes apparent. And that was one of the things that I loved in this episode uh, where, you know, the outside world gets to see a number of these contestants for the first time since what the beginning of the show and, and, and their, uh, you know, their reactions are, are priceless. I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and uh, start talking about what happened in this week's episode. In this week's episode, uh, we're going to talk about what happened at the beach to kick things off. But I want to say that, you know, last week we talked about what happened, um, or was it two weeks ago, where they went out to the restaurant, the whole dining out situation. And, and of course that was a very, it was even still, although the whole premise is that when you go to the restaurant, you're not in control, but that was still a very controlled environment. And Bob and Jillian were there. So every time they wanted to order something, then Jillian started yelling and that, no, too much salt, too much fat. (laughs) Exactly. And of course this, what I loved about this episode is it really does show the challenge of, of making lifestyle changes in your own life and having this paradigm shift in the way that you think about food and then all of a sudden bringing this in and 
you know, when you're, when the rest of the family has not yet had those changes in the way that they think about this stuff. Because one of the two teams, and that is the, for those of you that haven't seen the episode, one of the two teams is allowed to go home. And of course, there's a huge benefit that you can get to see your family, you see your kids, which is very important to these contestants, which live, you know, this isolated life for weeks. And, and this is, I, I, I read interviews with contestants from past seasons and they say it's just gruesome. Every day you work from early in the morning to late in the evening, there's just no time whatsoever for, you know, personal family stuff and you feel very isolated. So to them, that, that is a huge prize. At the same time, there's a, there's a tremendous risk going home, losing the ability to train with either Bob or Jillian and to not have access to the biggest loser, Jim. So the, the challenge that, that started this episode would determine, um, which group could decide who goes home. And so can you tell us a little bit about the challenge? Absolutely. So they were at the beach and on this beach, there were big, several piles of sand uh, built up on the beach and a shovel sticking each in each one of them. And so therefore they were split up into their two teams. I think each of them had five uh, people on the team. Is that correct? Yes, and then two, a few, uh, two had to sit out, I think, from one team. And so they could only dig with uh, a limited number of people from, from each group. This is correct. And somewhere within this pile of sand, and actually <laughs> we find out through the, the challenge that it was actually not just underneath the pile of sand, but in fact it was actually dug deeper down. Oh, yeah. In, under under the ground surface level of the sand, uh, probably about four or five feet uh, down under the sand, they had this box, these crates that were buried under there. And inside the crate, uh, there was a key. And so each team needed to dig out either four or five keys uh, total uh, with for the entire team. And whoever was to get the, the keys to unlock this big treasure chest as a team, they could unlo- once they unlocked it, that team had an undisclosed gift, which we've already talked about is the fact that inside were like airline tickets to go home and see family. And their decision was, okay, do I choose, do we choose to take this or do we force the other team to go see their family, which is an interesting dynamic. But uh, the blue team is the one who actually ended up winning this challenge. Yeah, and it was impressive to see um, this. This happened in a you know at night, so it was dark on the beach, and and you could tell that they were. This is probably either either very late in the evening or early in the morning, but both moments of the day, it's not when you feel the fittest, right? And so you could tell how strenuous this this job was, and uh, it, it, working with shovels is just heavy duty work. It's a lot of it's, it seems easy when you start, and after after ten minutes, you know all your your whole upper body is involved. It's not just your arms, but it's also your your chest and your stomach and everything. Your back. Let's not forget that. Oh yeah, and so. It's a tremendous workout and you could tell that, you know, initially they started with lots of energy and then, you know, after 10 minutes, they're totally dead already. And it made me think of all the yard work that I did in the past where I always saw my mom working in the yard when I was a kid and she would always complain at the end of the day, oh, this is so tough and I worked so hard. And I was like, oh, come on. It's just, you know, in the yard, flowers, a little bit of grass. How can that be? How can that be tough? You know, and then I started to do it myself. Like, man, I can't believe this. It, it is such a workout. And this could be a tip for, for you. If you have a garden, um, then, you know, just working in the garden could be a great alternative to a visit to the gym. It's, it's, cheap you do work it pays off you know your garden looks nicer and you get a fantastic workout absolutely i love the the analogy here that that the sand represented and and i can't remember which contestant it was that actually pulled this up but uh, and, and i think it may have been daniel I, it may have been somebody else but the whole 
concept there was, you know, I was digging and I, I would get dig and I was actually making progress. And then all of a sudden the sand just kept rushing back in. It's like, you know, I, yeah. I'm thinking I'm making progress and then all of a sudden I have this setback and then I think I'm making all this progress and then I have this setback. He says, but I finally got to the point where the sand wasn't coming back in that I had gotten to that point and I believe that I'm in that I'm I'm at that point in my own journey where this is the last time that I am going to let this stuff come back in. And and that is something that it, a lot of us can relate to because we've all been there. We've all had that, those moments that despite your efforts, the sand just comes back and you're like, ah, oh, I might as well give up. This is never going to work. And at one point you get the tipping point, that, that shift in your life where you, you get traction and you're like, wait a second, I am making progress. It was just waiting for me to hold on and to, to continue. And that is something that we talked about so often in previous episodes of this show as well, is uh, changing your life and changing your ways and getting healthier and more balanced. It takes just practice and it takes a lot of long-term commitment in order to make it work. There are no easy solutions, no quick diets, because that might work for a short time, but you would see that immediately afterwards you would, you know, fall back in that same posi- same situation where where that you thought you left because you haven't really changed your life, and 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 it just takes time. We are people that need, you know, to form habits in order to to really make a, a permanent change, and uh, and and it's encouraging to see that these contestants are already at that, that level that they start to realize is this, you know, I have changed forever. And this is not just a temporary thing. And, and that is giving them so much hope for, for the future. And, you know, if, if they've passed that point, then, you know, they will, they will make it sooner or later. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so at the end of this challenge, like we said, the blue team did end up winning. And the blue team, I think, uh, made, well, I know what they made as the choice, but I, whether or not it was the wise choice or not, um, they chose to stay on the ranch so that they would not lose the facility at the, uh, in the gym. And they also wanted to make sure that they didn't lose their, their trainer, which would be Bob in their case. And of course they chose to send the blue team home. And that's where we focus the most of our attention, uh, throughout the episode is, is their interactions back at home. Now, Father yeah, Roderick, that, my, my notes here are a little slim, so I'm going to rely on you. I've just got a couple things that I, I wrote down. But uh, how would you describe the next uh, scenes here in the episode? Well, you see them, uh, of course, packing their bags, and, and, and you've got some interviews where they are they, they show both the advantage of going home and, and having that joy to see. A lot of these people have families, have kids. Um, some of them went through very difficult times just recently. And so for them, it's even more important to see their kids and, and husband, for instance. Um, but at the same time, the, all these contestants are very, very much aware that this could also be uh, a huge danger uh, and, and, and might actually, you know, make them lose the next way in. And so uh, you see, it's, it's a, it's a mixed thing. I think Danny said that it's like, uh, it's kind of, bittersweet you, you you are you're happy that you go home but you have also this bitterness that this might cost me my time in in you know at the ranch and uh so of course you've got the happy moments where everybody's oh my god i can't you know it's, it's just so great to see you again and you've got all the cheering moments however i've i felt that it, it you know television wise it didn't work that well because we're only in weeks in the, in the sixth week. So visually, a lot of these contestants still look more or less the same. I mean, some have lost a lot and you can tell, but other people have still so much to lose that there aren't that many, you know, visual changes yet. And so a lot of these family members, when they're interviewed, so how, how was it? They're like, well, um, she was just radiating. And you know, you can tell that they, <laughs> like, they don't want to say anything bad about, oh, I, I hope that they had lost more, but you can tell that there was a little bit of disappointment there in the air. But, uh, um, but anyway, I think the, the point of, of choosing this as uh, right now in, in, in this uh, week of the show was not 
to do the emotional, oh my God, I miss you so much, but more to put at least one team in a situation, in a real life situation that we can relate to that because we were watching this show and like, yeah, no wonder they're losing, you know, 15 pounds every week because they're working out six hours a week, six hours a day. No one can do that. And I don't have Bob or Jillian flogging me every day and motivating me. And so to put a team in a, in a home situation with all the responsibilities and distractions and temptations and, and still see that some of them can make progress and can actually you know, lose the same amount of, of weight that they would have lost at the ranch. That, I think, is uh, the purpose of this show, to make us at least believe that it is also possible to do this at home as long as you commit yourself to it. So um, there, were, there were a few of these uh, moments that I... Um, uh, that I thought were were uh, touching and uh, and impressive. I remember um, uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 it started with a, a number of these contestants going to a restaurant with their family. Now I, I thought that was the dumbest thing ever. I was like, "You are home. You know the risk." Of, of, of eating and not being in control. We just went through that whole episode with all these lessons about how dangerous restaurants are, especially if you're still in the process of learning and losing weight. And yet they go to this restaurant and it's not just a restaurant. It's, you know, one of the fatty ones where everything is covered in cheese or in grease or a combination of those. Yeah. And you see them, you know, with all the bad stuff on the table and they have no clue what to do. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. I I found that that was uh, rather interesting. That that these families all of a sudden, you know, they they understand what the biggest loser is. They know what these the you know these returning family members that are visiting are are all about and what they have to do. And they made this huge speech. I'm gonna need your help while I'm here. You have to understand. And oh, by the way, let's all go out to dinner. And I would love for you to eat four thousand calories worth of food in front of me. <laughs> Yeah, it did. That's what happened, and I mean, it was shocking. Some of these husbands, they were eating exactly what you say. You know, four or five thousand calories. You could easily tell by what they were, you know, just (laughs) taking down, and. And then the, this contestant is sitting there, I can't touch that, I can't eat that. And they're disgusted by, by the behavior and by the food that they see, which is, I think, a, a credit to how much they learned and how far they've come. But at the same time, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I think this, is, this might be an issue that they need to talk about with their partners when they get back home because it's, this is not going to work long term if you're not on the same page with the rest of your family. And, and of course, I, I, I haven't got a family, but I know how important it was for you, Cliff, that you and your wife, Stephanie, were on the same page in this process. Because imagine that you would have gone on this weight loss journey and Stephanie would have like, oh, you with your weight loss, you know, I'll just continue my old behavior. How, how, how do you think that, that would have impacted your children? Well, it, well, first of all, I would like to say that Stephanie and I both st- started, tried to start this journey a long time ago and I had shared that. Uh, but what, what happened with me is I kind of um, had, some, you know, I kind of fell off the wagon there back in, in the winter of last year and Stephanie continued to lose weight and she was out working out and she was out doing all the physical activity and she was doing it alone and, and stuff like that. Of course, she had not really had the revolutionary change in the, in the, in the paradigm shift about the food aspect, but she was doing great at the working out stuff and yeah. she was, and she's, lo- and she was losing weight. She's lost over six. I think she's lost almost 60 pounds now. But um, the thing is, though, is for Stephanie, uh, she she continued to go. And then all of a sudden, back in May of this year, I was ready to make this change for this permanent change. I had made that decision. And when I started to do this, Stephanie was I mean, and I completely understandably so she's like, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, and, and it's like, oh, and that really drove me crazy. I'm like, if there's anybody I need encouragement from and support, <laughs> I need it from you. And she's like, you're not going to get it. You would have to prove it. <laughs> That's exactly right. And so, you know, despite that, I just continued to forge forward. And, and she, you know, it wasn't until about three or four weeks later that she really saw that I was serious about this. And mm-hmm. 
And at, like I said, she was doing all the physical activity, but she had not yet made the change and, and, and had not been doing all the studies like you and I do with fitness rocks about food and health and all this other stuff. And so I started to change the way that I eat and I, I began to ask her. And I will tell you, um, those conversations that those wives and, and that these people are these contestants are going to have with their families. Those are going to be difficult conversations because uh-huh. you have to really tread carefully because it, it's very easy for your partner to feel judged by you. Right. And, and that is, that was never my intention with Stephanie. When I said, you know, when she would order pizza and bring it home, uh, I, she, I would say, you know, I, I can't eat that, you know, and, or, or I would eat it and then I'd feel terrible. And, and how do I communicate to her that, you know, how do I communicate to her that I can't eat this way without her feeling like I'm judging her, you know, without her feeling like, wow, what are you doing? Killing our kids? You know, uh, what, what, how do I, how do we have this conversation? And so it took a lot of care and, a, and, a, and a lot of, um, me just, changing the way that I eat and, and really not pushing her, but at the same time, letting, letting her know about all the exciting things that I am learning. And over time, Stephanie adapted to what I was doing. And then all of a sudden she started to see the change. She started to see the pounds dropping off and I would share it and she would get excited. And she started to ask me about, you know, some of these different foods and oils and, and stuff like that. And she just started, I mean, it just naturally began to happen over the course of about two or three months. And now our family, our kids will tell our grandparents how to eat a healthy lifestyle or how wow. to eat healthy meals. And that, that is a wonderful example of how, you can each bring something to the table, no pun intended, in this process where, you know, Stephanie was uh, brought in that, that consistency in the workout and, and just, just continued to do all these, these, uh, all this training. Uh, and you brought to the table this knowledge about, you know, it's not just about the amount of calories, but it, it is also what you eat. Uh, and, uh, and I, but but I, I thought what was interesting in the the episode of the Biggest Loser was that they show, also showed situations where probably this there won't be this complementary interaction and where you just the contestant will have to carry the weight of 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 this lifestyle change and then it's you'll just have to wait and see how strong that relationship is to see if the other person really will want to join that and will support that or not. Um, one final question that I'm curious about because we saw. Um, with in one of these families uh, that uh, at the restaurant, the the kids were eating junk food. They were yes. eating fries. They were eating lots of greasy, fatty, cheese covered pizza stuff. And um, and I think one of these contestants said, "Well, it's no wonder these kids are just copying whatever we do. I mean, that's how." kids don't decide to live unhealthily it, they just mimic how what we do and and how how was it in your family did did your children easily adapt to this this new food because children can be extremely picky picky about what they eat and what they like and and there might be peer pressure in school as well you know oh my 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 friend in school doesn't have to eat that and why should i eat all those veggies how how did you uh, handle that well i will tell you that by nature my kids always were a little less picky than i was myself although i will tell you there was a little shock to our children at first when we began to say you know we're not having pizza once a week we're not uh you know we're not having you know uh, mashed potatoes for every meal we're not having a big huge you know we're not having seconds or thirds uh, when it comes to uh, the meat that we're serving with our dinners, uh, no, you can't have three servings of pasta. I mean, so so we they were mimicking that. One of the areas that I still need to work on myself is and and to give you the idea of how children mimic exactly your eating patterns is the way mm-hmm. that I eat popcorn. Now I eat hot air popped popcorn and mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which is a lot healthier than the other stuff, but. Um, when I eat popcorn, I sometimes I will grab a big uh, handful and I will sit there and just shove that into my face. And, <laughs> and, I, and I never really noticed that I was actually just shoveling this stuff in in such a really gross way. 
until all of a sudden I started noticing my kids doing this. They're sitting there trying to shove a big wad of handful of popcorn in their mouth and it's like spilling all over the floor. And I'm like, well, gosh, if you're going to shove it, just don't spill it on the floor. But I realized it's like, wow. And then all of a sudden I noticed and I didn't even say anything to him. But I noticed if I all of a sudden I would just slow down and I would just take two or three kernels of pop or two or three things of popcorn and slowly start to eat it and just do that a couple times within five to ten minutes. That's exactly how they started eating it. Wow. And, and then, <laughs> and, and again, I did that just to see because it's like I know that they're doing this because they see dad doing this. Yeah. And, yeah. and it really is that they, they mirror the way that we eat. And the other thing is now that Stephanie, Stephanie and I are super health conscious. And so our mm. conversations at dinner are about the health of our meals. And, and that's what I'm saying is, is we really didn't have to train our kids. Our kids just naturally saw what mom and dad were doing and they get it. We have a four year old that gets it. We have a seven year old that gets it. and We have a nine year old that gets it. And they get it so much that they say they're bringing home their school menu and say, mom, today they're having this. Can you pack me a turkey sandwich? And will you uh, provide me a piece of fruit and stuff like that? And they're counting their calories at school. It, it's amazing what they're doing. And they might be an example to the other kids. I mean, we talk about kids mimicking kids and peer pressure, but this could also work the other way around where your kids could have a positive influence on their peers. And uh, and it's just good to, to see that they get it because if it's just something that is, and this is true with everything that, that concerns health, if it's something that is just imposed upon you and you're not, you know, into it yourself, if it's not, if you've not appropriated yourself the, this behavior, then you know it'll, it'll go away again. But your kids actually see the difference and they 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 get to experience it, and that, yeah. that that must be exciting because you're you're you know putting some cornerstones, you know, some found a good foundation for the rest of their future, and they they might live years and years longer because of the process that you're currently going through with your family. Yeah, I am. I, I tell you, I am so blessed and so thankful that that God has really gotten through to my heart on this, and and I think that's it. You know, my kids have seen my wife go from a size sixteen to a size ten. You know, they, they've seen, they've seen their dad go from, you know, 268 pounds down to 214 pounds. I mean, they, whereas, whereas most, most children see exactly the opposite process. <laughs> they see their, their parents go from, you know, small sizes to huge sizes, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and so it, it has been a true, true blessing. I do want to uh, uh, just quickly get ready to wrap up this section of the recap. A couple things that I, I pointed out of the episode were, uh, when Abby's family did not go out to a restaurant, but instead they it looked like they had some sort of picnic where they had, they had this potluck buffet style uh, lunch out there. And she's just looking at it. And, and I want to say I have been to those and mm-hmm. the brisket. And I mean, th- there is just nothing there hardly that you can eat. Of course, there was a veggie tray and stuff like that. But can I just say, you know, as much as I understand the value of vegetables, I don't know that I really want to have an entire meal of celery sticks and tomato slices and <laughs> and, and and some cut up peppers. I mean, it's like yeah. you, in a situation like that, I found that if I know that I'm going to a picnic where people are going to be just bringing dishes, that's a case where I bring my own bagged lunch. Exactly. Because you're, you're inviting temptation otherwise, and it's going to be so hard. To, and you make, it, you make it hard on yourself to, to be in that situation. That's why I loved um, uh, that they showed Danny. Uh, Danny is he's home, and he's like, I'm not going to a restaurant. I want to be in control of what I eat. So I just fire up the barbecue and I'll just put healthy stuff there. And lo and behold, at the end of the episode, it pays off. He has the most impressive weight loss. And I think it's because he stayed in control of his calorie intake. Whereas some of the others were really showing some very risky behavior when it comes to uh, to food. And that's, that's, of course, just half of of the challenge. The other half is how do you work out when you're at home and you don't have your trainers and you don't have the biggest loser gym? And uh, you can see that how they struggle with some, 
might live in a bigger city where you've got these big gyms, but you also saw contestants in, in, in a very modest environment with just a very small gym and no trainer available and you see them struggle. I mean, you see, um, what's her name, Dina? And she's at one point at the gym. Uh, I'm not even sure if it was Dina, but she's like, I don't know how these how these, how this equipment, oh, it was Amanda actually, I don't know how, how this gym works. I don't know how to operate these machines. And so she gets a call from, from Jillian, who's just checking in. She, she cannot help. She's not allowed to. Uh, and so there's a little bit of, of just mental motivation. Just go ahead and just do whatever you can. But um, that's one of the things that I uh, remember, uh, and, and that is it's not enough to go to a gym, but you also have to make sure that you have someone who can help you use those that equipment to, to the max. And uh, uh, there was an interesting training trainer tip from Bob uh, somewhere during um, the, uh, the, the training part of the show where he said, well, you, you can always do circuit training. The only thing you need is, are weights. And uh, he described a very simple circuit training. Now, for those of you that don't know what that is, it basically means that you take five minutes or eight minutes to do one exercise. Let's say, for instance, you take uh, weights, uh, like, like say a, a five pound weight in one hand and a five pound weight in the other hand, and you just do like you you push them above your head. You do that for a couple of minutes and then you switch to, for instance, cardio where you jump rope for, for eight minutes. And then you switch again to something with your upper body. You do push-ups, and then you switch back to running for, for seven minutes. And uh, that you can do that without any equipment and it's extremely efficient to burn off calories because what, what you do is you, 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 you use all the muscle groups but instead of using them all at the same time so that you get tired and winded after a time, uh, after, after a short time, you just alternate. And so you give your upper body a workout and then while your upper body rests, you give your lower body, your legs a workout. And, and that creates tremendous um, afterburn. So all these muscles are getting a little bit damaged because that's what happens when you do uh, intensive uh, training. They create like these micro tears and it's the process of, of, that your body uses to repair those, those tears, that is burning energy because it needs, it needs calories to, uh, to burn to, in order to do that. And so I thought that was a great tip. If you don't have a gym or you don't know how it works, do circuit training. And I tried this out myself. <clears throat> it's pretty hard to keep up for longer than an hour because it's, you know, it, it's just nonstop. But Gosh, I you know it burns calories literally twice or three times as fast. Absolutely. And so, how did the, the this end? The ended up. We did the weigh in, and uh, Father Roderick, will you explain how the weigh in went and who went home this week? Yeah. Well, they started with um, the uh, the blue team, um, which is really not an indication on how it will end because they might choose to you know build up the tension then is the black team really going to win or they might set you up for you know this last ditch failure of the of the black team the blue team has disappointing results uh they thought that with their trainers and this this you know ultimate workout and having the whole week just where they could just focus on, on working out and eating healthily um they expected to to lose twice as much as what they actually did. And a lot of them were, uh, were disappointed. However, Rudy just pulls one for the team. Oh, he yeah. loses 14 pounds. And I think he's been literally the fastest loser in the history of The Biggest Loser. He, he lost 87 pounds in just six weeks. Amazing. I mean, that just blew me away. I was like, 87 points in six weeks. That is That is... Not that's not even human anymore. He's a machine. So uh, that after the very disappointing results at the beginning, or mediocre results. I mean, it's not disappointing. I, I wish I could lose that much weight in one week, but for them it was disappointing. Uh, Rudy just completely tips the scale, and then we go to the black team, and um, the results were okay. I mean, I expected honestly, that their results would have been much worse because they had been at home and there's so many distractions and some of them had kids to, uh, to take care of. And, and, you know, there were just so many reasons that this week could have been a disaster. Um, and so 
you're like, okay, that's not bad. Five pounds, six pounds, four pounds. And they're getting there. And then, of course, you get a few of the big guys. Danny is uh, uh, is the last one to weigh in. And before him, it is um, the barbecue guy. I always forget the, the names. The the only one who said, you know, I'm, I'm just going to use a barbecue. I'm not going. Oh, um, that was Danny. Uh, that was Danny, right. And, uh, and so he loses 15 pounds. Um, and, and everybody is super impressed. I mean, this is even more impressive than the other guy, Rudy, with his 14 pounds. So, and, and he was the, 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 Danny is going to be the final one. And, and everybody is like, okay, Danny, he's a machine as well. He's been, you see him during his training at home and he's just, he just so gets it. So he's working really, really hard. Um, during the last, last chance workout back at the ranch with Jillian, he uh, he gets this epiphany almost uh, where he suddenly realizes um, how his family dynamics work. I mean, Danny was the 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 young one of the youngest and biggest contestants ever in the history of the Biggest Loser, and this guy was ginormous. If you look at pictures on the web, just Google him, uh, just Danny Biggest Loser. I mean, it's just incredible how much this guy has already lost. But of course, the, there's always a story behind the weight loss or behind the the uh, the the situation that they started off with and so here he finally gets it and he's like i always felt that my mom never accepted me the way i was because she was always telling me not to eat this not to eat that and oh you could be so much thinner if you wouldn't do that and it had a a negative effect on him because he he didn't feel loved and so he just put on weight as a reaction. And so that's how he kind of went countercurrent almost. And and he suddenly realizes doing his workout with Jillian that actually his mom, instead of, you know, not loving him, actually loved him so much because she was just warning him. And she and it was out of love that she did all that. And so he just completed, completely broke down and, and realized it was a very emotional, very touching scene where he realized how much his mom loved him. And at the same time, I mean, that, that was extremely emotional for him. And so he gets on the scale and there's this doubt, you know, how will all this emotion and this emotional stress impact my journey this week and of course everybody's rooting for him to lose even more than 15 pounds and he's done it time and again in the past and then boom he gains a pound mm-hmm. and it's a shocker and everybody realizes at that point the the black team has to go to elimination they lost the way in and uh, i think it's 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 what i've seen in the past seasons as well that emotional stress can completely mess up your metabolism. And I think that what ha- that is what happened to, to Danny. You know, he's, he had been extremely diligent in, in working out and, and watching his calories. So there's only one explanation here. And that is that that whole, you know, going back to his family, going through this emotional roller coaster, growing up actually, and just realizing that, wait a second, my parents love me much more than I ever realized. And being, I don't know, he might've had, might have had sleepless nights over that and 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 that can completely block your metabolism and that's probably why he retained fluids or whatever i mean there's probably a very easy solution and i I bet you that you know in the future he will lose big numbers again but now it was just the end is like oh my gosh and so they go into elimination and of course Danny is is so afraid because he's the one who deserved to go home. He he gained a pound and all the other contestants have lost at least something. However, the black team decides not to send him home and Dina is instead the one who goes home. Dina was the girl, for those of you that don't watch The Biggest Loser, um, that, that tried to jump on that box and couldn't do it. She was the one who was always afraid of challenges and, and had very little self-esteem. And so the black team chooses, and I think they did the opposite of what the, the blue team did last week. The blue team sent home their biggest motivator, Coach Mo. Yeah. Um, and they went for the, you know, to, to keep um, Tracy in the house because Tracy was losing more pounds per week. The black team, I think, is smarter. And they are like, who can motivate us in the long run? Who can be a motor of our team mm. uh, in, in the final stages? And Danny has been, has fulfilled, uh, Danny is the coach of the black team. 
I mean, he's definitely, he's been through the rigmarole of The Biggest Loser uh, the previous season. So he is probably the one that can motivate them best. And, and Dina um, goes home, but they, they know that she'll, she's going to be okay. She, she definitely has enough knowledge to make it at home. And that's what they show you um, in the final minutes. Itself. That's always my favorite part where, you know, you get this flash forward in time because this show has also has been recorded, you know, months ago. And so you see her a couple of months later and uh, wow, I was so impressed. Dina went from 253 pounds at the beginning of the of this season to 188 pounds. So she lost a total of 65 pounds and very impressive. And then of course the big payoff and I was almost cheering while, while I was watching it. We've seen her struggle with this box and she didn't dare to jump on it. And mm. that was symbolizing her whole fear of life and this new life. And then at the end, they show her and she jumps on the box and she, she has done it. And it symbolizes this whole permanent change in her life. And I was, I was like, yeah, you go, Dina. You made it. <laughs> you did it. And it was a great payoff and a, and a very uh, positive note uh, to end the episode with. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm, I'm wondering, I'm going to have to get me one of those boxes to see if I can pull that off myself. But I, I am very excited for Dina. And uh, it, it, you know, just imagine her sitting there. I love the scene where it shows her doing the uh, the leg presses with her son sitting up on top of there. Very, yeah. that's very encouraging. And and I tell you, it, it she, she said something that was, I think, something that is valuable to a lot of our listeners, Father Roderick, and have, uh, really, even though I, I'm here with my wife, but uh, I, my wife takes so much of a burden of raising our children and caring for them. You know, they're, tw- you know, they. Somebody said, you know, hey, they've got 24-hour gyms, but hey, I'm a 24-hour mom. Mm-hmm. And wow, you know, I was so that's that's what I loved about Dina's uh, story when they they showed you know where she is today that she is able to be a mom and she is able to make um, a, a a balanced lifestyle a choice for her. Yes, and uh, and that is uh, something that you often see with with moms in the show, The Biggest Loser, um, and this seems to be almost like a general thing. Um, they they are always sacrificing their own health and themselves for their children, for their husband, for the family. And there seems to be this almost built-in mechanism that you put yourself last, which is laudable from one point of view. But if you look at it more objectively, you're like, well, wait a second. In order to be a good mom and in order to serve your family best, you need to take time for yourself as well. And you have to sometimes put yourself first because if you are unhealthy and if you're going to die early then you are not going to be able to take care of your family in the long run. And so I think there's a, there's a, a big learning process there for families, you know, how, how important it is to, to always keep in mind that you can only give if you have something to give and you can only help your family with their lives if you help yourself as well. I think there's almost this kind of Christian principle that, um, that Jesus explains when he says, you know, he answers this question, what are the, what what's the, what's the biggest commandment? And he's like, okay, here they are. Love God, love your neighbor, and love yourself. And those three always go together and you cannot separate them. And you, can, you cannot just love other people and forget about yourself because you, you got to start loving yourself as well, which is basically looking at yourself the way God looks at you. And God wants you to be healthy so that you can give and you can continue to give. Absolutely. And of course, one final takeaway that I'll share is, and this is a a word to all you husbands out there, tell your wife, take the kids and tell your wife to go out and have some time by herself. Uh, I'll tell you what, Father Roderick, let's move on to uh, the final segment that we're going to do today because we had a lot to cover there, a lot of wonderful things. But let's move on in now to our tip of the week. Okay, Father Roderick, what do you have for a tip for this week for us? I've got a tip that is uh, related to uh, what we saw in in this episode where um, uh, Amanda is at her local gym at home and she's like, I don't know how this stuff works. I mean, she recognizes some of the equipment but she doesn't know, you know, which settings and how to do it without a trainer. Well, I was in the same predicament 
uh, a number of times uh, when I was abroad and I was staying in the, at a hotel with a gym. And of course, when you're on a trip, you you got to put in some extra effort to, uh, to, to live that balanced life and to work out every day. And so I used a gym, but I had never been I have never had a, a, a gym subscription. So I was looking at all these torture devices and like, where do you start? I mean, there's just one device that I kind of more or less understand and that is the treadmill. And, uh, and that's about it. And so I found this um, uh, iPhone application, which is uh, still in the top 10 of the most uh, downloaded fitness applications. Uh, I think it costs like, two bucks or something like that. It's called iFitness. And uh, it's a little application that will show you all the different exercises that you can do at the gym and even without going to the gym. And so it has this big list of when you first start the application of the different type of exercises. You've got abdominals, arms, back, chest, legs, shoulders, cardio, and stretches. And if you click, let's say for instance, I have no idea how to work, do a workout uh, with my chest. I'll just click on chest and it shows me all the different devices that you will find at the gym. And uh, for instance, it, it shows you how to do a BOSU kneeling push-up. Now, I have no idea what that is, but I, I'll click on it and it shows me, oh, wait a second, that's what I saw on The Biggest Loser. They've got this, this um, blue inflatable uh, disc and you do basically push-ups on that and it will just not, not just work out your arms, but it will also work out your balance. You know, it's good for balancing and I've never seen that. I, never, I, I saw flashes on, on The Biggest Loser and I was always wondering, so what does that, how does that work? Um, but they also have uh, much more complicated machinery, like for instance, these bench presses with barbels. Um, or barbells, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. And it just shows you exactly, just shows you two photos of a guy who just sh demonstrates the exercise. It has um, a gazillion exercises. They keep adding to it. That's also another thing that I like about this application. They keep just adding stuff to it for free. Once you've downloaded the application, you get all the updates for free. And you can also add your own workouts where, for instance, we were talking about this um, uh, circuit training. Well, you could very easily um, add your own little circuit training uh, lists and say, well, I'll do this and this and this and this. And then you've got, you've got that in the memory of the application. And every time you want to go back to that, you can, uh, uh, you can find exactly what you did the, the week before. And it also has, shows you uh, different workouts and programs even. For instance, if you want to just build muscle, then it will give you, it will show you exactly what you can do on day one, day two, for beginners, for more advanced people. And so this has been a little gem that I've been using a lot to just get ideas. It's like cooking. You know, I love cooking. And usually I just cook whatever I'm used to cook. But every once in a while you're like, ah, I want to learn something new. And that's when you take a cookbook. Well, this is kind of a workout cookbook. It gives you lots of ideas on how to bring variety in your workout. And so what's your tip for, for this week? My tip for this week is a special thing that I've been doing with my community. I, I've, I've told you that I've been really surrounding myself with uh, people who are who have similar goals, uh, similar desires to live a healthy lifestyle. And it's not just health related, but just overall life balance. And we have come together as a community and we are starting something called the PABL challenge, which is pursuing a balanced life challenge. We are officially launching this thing November 1st. And if anybody's interested in learning about it, um, just go to gspn.tv slash PABL challenge, all one word after the slash gspn.tv slash PABL challenge. And uh, we're going to be tracking this for, I think, 16 weeks and you will have the opportunity to earn points each week and these points are going to be calculated. I have a wonderful community member who is facilitating and tracking all the progress and will be giving us weekly updates and reports. Uh, and the areas where you can earn points is intentional physical activity uh, where you'll receive a point for each day of the week that you meet your activity goal. Um, nutrition is another place where you can order, uh, earn points. You can earn, earn a total of seven points, one point for each day that you meet all your own personal nutritional goals. And then also 
Uh, personal improvement or personal development is another area where you can earn three points of week by choosing what you're going to focus on, uh, what new habit you want to form in your life, such as a day of rest, uh, whether it be unplugging and just relaxing, um, you know, from technology at least, you know, one day of, of the week, or I'm sorry, after each, after 7 p.m. each day of the week, um, whether it be anything else. So just some kind of personal improvement goal where you can earn that if you accomplish that each day. Um, and then, of course, weight loss is something, but it's an optional and there's no points for weight loss. But we are going to be tracking not we're not going to be tracking your um, weight publicly. But we if you're interested in participating in the weight loss, um, it's going to show percentage of weight loss each week for those who are who are um, uh, turning in their weight each week. So it sounds great. It is, it is going to be so much fun and it, it, it doesn't matter where you're at. If you read it, it's going to say something about, you know, this is for gspn.tv community members. And that simply means anybody who listens to any podcast uh, or has anything to do with any of the shows that we produce. And, and, you know, if you're listening to this, you're invited to come join. In fact, you're invited to enjoy, invite anybody else you know to join you in this journey. PABL challenge. Uh, just head over to gspn.tv slash PABL challenge. We're starting November 1st. What I like about the, the concept is that you're not focusing on just weight loss, but it is that is going to be, I think, almost automatic. If you change the other stuff, your food, your, your balance in life, then weight loss will be the result of that changed lifestyle. It's almost guaranteed. And I, I like that, that somewhat bigger approach. It's not just about weight loss. It's about, it's about becoming healthy, live as a healthy person, and you will become a healthy person. Absolutely. Well, Father Roderick, this has been another fun episode. I look forward to this each and every week. I, I'm Gosh, I can't believe we're already several episodes into this. Uh, but I'll tell you, if you guys want to find us online, you can do so. It's very easy. Father Roderick and I both pretty much live our lives online. We're accessible. All, it, it would seem that we're accessible 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But if you want to find us online, Father Roderick, you can find him over at sqpn.com. He has a ton of wonderful Catholic podcasts over there, uh, both that he produces himself, but also a lot of other great producers uh, doing wonderful high quality quality content. That's at sqpn.com stands for StarQuest Production Network. You can also follow him on Twitter and Facebook. Just go to twitter.com slash Father Roderick or facebook.com slash Father Roderick. And if you want to follow me online, we've mentioned it a couple times. GSPN.tv is my website where my networker podcasts are. And you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash GSPN. And on Facebook, I'm facebook.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft. Father Roderick, don't forget... Yeah, and don't forget to leave a review for our show in iTunes by going to thebiggestloserpodcast.com slash iTunes. We really need your reviews and your ratings to get this show out, you know, in, 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 a, in a, to get this show out there and to get more and more listeners to the show. We're, we're very happy with the way our listenership is expanding, but we want to bring in many more people so that we can help them as well and so that they can join this community of people that all are starting to live a more balanced and healthier life. Absolutely. And that's biggestloserpodcast.com slash iTunes. And it'll take you right where you need to go. Please leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Until next time, everybody, be a loser. Be a loser.